It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number to get involved. You can also hit us up via email, 610-KONA.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and... We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. A reminder, our brand new Twitter page for News Radio 610 KONA is at KONA 610 AM. <clears throat> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, exactly, Jack. But there, there's this new push going on, and we'll go to it after, after we go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? This is Max calling from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Hey, I just wanted to point something out. Uh, I'm a retired pharmacist, and I want to challenge people to contact their leaders and politicians about getting our drug industry out of China. Uh, this is an awful thing that I don't know how we ever allowed to happen. If we went to war tomorrow, they could cut off 90% of our pharmaceuticals. It's all about multinational corporations and profit, but... It needs to change. It's inter- I just hope that people will consider letting their politicians know that. It's interesting you bring that up, Max, and and, and thanks for thanks for mentioning that because there is legislation that's been written in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate to address that particular issue because when this began, and a number of politicians noticed how much reliance we have on medication from China, because that was one of the first things people started to get afraid of, is there are a number of medications for just basic day-to-day life to to keep certain conditions under control that we get from China. And, of course, when we basically took the kicked the doors open on outsourcing in the, in the mid-'90s and basically incentivized companies to send jobs overseas, that's where it all began. And so there is legislation that's been written, and I don't know if it's been put on the floors yet in the House and the Senate, to address that, to reduce our dependence on China for pharmaceuticals. But here's the other thing that it comes back to, and this is one of the things that that a lot of people turned a blind eye to when things were great in the 90s, is that when we did all this outsourcing, and it was one of the things that a bunch of people turned around and screamed at the president when he reduced the business tax rate, that's one of the reasons why they left. They found places, I mean, right before the president, and you, and you probably remember this, said, right before the president reduced the corporate tax rate, Burger King had announced they were moving their corporate headquarters out of the U.S. to Canada because the U.S. had a 35% tax rate and, and Canada had a 25% tax rate. When the president reduced it down to, to, I believe it was 21 for some, and I think 12 for, it was 21, he bound up getting, he wanted to go lower, but I think he got it down to 21. Right after Burger King does all that, the tax rate in the U.S. goes down. But the corporate tax rate in the U.S. was so high, and there was a kickback, a tax break on outsourcing jobs, which I believe still exists, that a lot of businesses went overseas, and a lot of your big pharma companies went overseas. Well, now with that with that legislation that's being discussed in D.C., it'll hopefully reduce our reliance on, on, on pharmaceuticals, and we make it – this is the thing that people don't understand in all of this, is – 
businesses are in business for a reason, to make money. Yes, there are many people in business that are philanthropic, and there are a lot of businesses that do great things for the community and the world. But the reason why they're able to do that is because they made money in their business. They made significant profit. Yeah, they had enough profit that they wanted to turn it back around into the community or whatever effort that they want to back. Exactly. Bill Gates isn't dumping hundreds of millions of dollars for indoor plumbing in Africa if Microsoft didn't do what it did. And And conversely, conversely, businesses that struggle... They're not interested in giving away money because they're trying to hold on to every little bit they can. Absolutely. It's the successful ones that are more philanthropic. You're right. If Microsoft didn't do what it did, Paul Allen wouldn't have become the philanthropic legend that he became in Seattle. True. So that's one of the things to keep in mind is that businesses are in business to make a profit. If you make it more friendly to do business here, they will do business here. And that's one of the things that the president had been screaming about forever. It's one of the things that we keep hearing when they want this capital gains tax, they want this income tax in Washington State. Well, that's one of the reasons why we have have businesses here is because we're one of six states, seven states that doesn't have that income tax. It's one of the reasons why they come here. So you, you have to make it friendly to do business to have businesses come back here and want to manufacture products here. And hopefully, whatever legislation is being put forward, which we haven't seen anything yet, will help reduce that dependence on China and encourage manufacturers, pharmaceuticals, to remanufacture drugs here in the United States. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where you're calling from? This is Max again. Just hey, Corollary. My son has a favorite statement. The next time you want a job, go ask a poor person. Yep. It's exactly it, Max. It's exactly it. Poor people don't create jobs, man. We know that. I mean, and that's the thing. Poor people do not create jobs. And that's it. it's one thing. All these people that hate corporations and hate businesses and everything else don't realize they are the job creators. They are the job creators. Plain and simple. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. And that's one of the reasons why we have talked so much about trying to do everything anybody can us, everybody else included, in keeping our businesses going during this time because they are the job creators. They are the ones that put people to work. Yeah, and it's not like jobs grow on trees, right? No, they don't. Because if if businesses have to close up, I mean, look, there we know that there are a ton of people in this area who are currently unemployed because, unfortunately, Local businesses, that certainly ones that were deemed non-essential, had to close down. They yes, they had to. You know, even even businesses that were doing well, they have to scale back or you know rework how they operate during this time. Yeah, they're going to have to furlough some people, lay them off, hopefully for a short term, and that they'll be able to hire them back. But there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. We don't know how long this is going to last. And there's no guarantee that those people will get their jobs back. And that's tragic. But it would be even worse if when we get through this time and those businesses can't reopen or can't hire back the people that they once had or the number of people that they once had, then what? Then we've got a lot more unemployed people around here. And this goes for any area 
of the country. I mean, everybody's being hit differently. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Again, you can send us an email by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. You know, one of the things you want to touch on, let's take a quick break, Ed. We come back, we're going to talk about this new push. You know, you would think, you would think in a situation like this, that people would want as much information as possible. And they'd want it from every possible source they can get. If you think that, I hate to break it to you, but you're mistaken. And we'll explain the latest thing afoot when we come back on the bottom line. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. So the latest push now is, um, you know, because many leaders, be they national, state, are having daily or every other day press conferences. Depending on what the impact is, you're seeing press conferences almost every day. Okay, the president is usually giving a daily update. Uh, New York Governor, yeah, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is giving a daily update. True. Jay Inslee's been eh, every other day, maybe every third day, depending on how things are going or what what new. Only when he feels like uh, you know, <clears throat> right? What turning what new, the screws a little bit? Right. What new thing they're going to release? Like dark on your neighbor dot <laughs> dot um, But you know, they you're seeing more and more press conferences regarding this. Well, now there's a push out there. 100,000 people apparently have signed a petition to ban the president's press conferences. Ban the press conference On the coronavirus. Specifically, on the uh, coronavirus. Huh. Ban the, the president's press conference on the coronaviruses because they don't want to see them. They don't want to see them. They don't want to see them. Now, there's already some networks that aren't airing them. CNN is the latest to join the list, of okay. course. But they were also cutting. And here's the thing. This is the thing about this. CNN is one of the networks that would cut as soon as the president was done and not air the vice president, Dr. Deborah Burks, Dr. Anthony Fauci, anybody from FEMA, uh, anybody else associated with the the COVID-19 task force. They would be cutting as soon as the president's done. So the information that's there, I mean, the president is basically there to announce what are the next steps that the the government's going to ask you to do, and then... Kind of be the setup guy for everybody else. And they're going to come out. He's the and, MC. And put, exactly. They're going to put out the rest of the information. Yeah. But they would cut before that information would get there. So in doing so, they're not sharing a significant amount of information with, with the public, with their viewers, and so on and so forth. So now there's a petition out there that 100,000 people have signed to just ban the press conferences. Don't air them at all because we don't like him. So you want to ban getting information about what's going on because orange man bad. This this is I have never seen a time where you have got a situation where people are dying and you're more concerned about a freaking press conference and who's giving it than you are about getting information on how to combat it. 
Oh well, well, well he's he's just, he's just terrible. He's a horrible person. We, we, we don't want to see this. These are the same people who I imagine who would be completely comfortable living in a socialist state where there are no options. You get what the government gives you and you don't get to pick and choose and you certainly don't get to sign a petition uh, to let your voice be heard. But since we don't like this particular president, uh, we want to ban. We want to ban anyone and anything that we disagree with. But the ones we like, yeah, they can stay. So by having that selective information and selective media, and it, it goes both ways. It goes right and left, by the way. It's damaging. It, it's damaging to this country, and it further embeds this divide that we have in this country. It, it, it's going beyond political. It's going, it, it, it was political, and now it's, it's reaching into social. I have a thought to the 100,000 people who signed that. Turn the dang channel. If you don't want to hear Orange Man Bad speaking, turn the channel. Better yet, turn off whatever device you're using and go do something else. But they don't want to do that. They, they don't want to do that. They want someone to do it for them. That's the point. They want someone to turn around and and just prevent the broadcast. Because here's the other part of this. If you're watching these networks that often, you might want to think about changing the channel anyway. Well, there is certainly that. Mix mix it up a little bit. You, you but might, here's... Yeah, you might want to think about throwing an episode of Tiger King in there. <laughs> And, and just you know, maybe breaking up the CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whoever else you you, you know you're watching yeah. 24 hours a day, break it up a little bit. Yeah, mix in some ancient aliens. Yeah, right? throw, yeah, throw throw something else in there that you you know that, that's going to so, break it up a touch. Because if you're that dedicated to watching that channel that you can't turn the dial when there's something on you don't want to watch, but you want to dictate to everybody else in the country. Because that he's what dangerous, you want, right? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. What he's saying is dangerous. dangerous. So right. It, that, that's, that's why all part of the narrative. Right. That's so. why Al Gore, of all people, is coming out commending him for the way he's handling the situation recently. <laughs> because he's that dangerous. You, you, people that have been in the position are the ones that are coming out and saying, you know, he's handling this a lot better now than he did at the beginning. Yeah. You know, he's 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 understanding where we're at with this. Yes. He's not gaslighting things. Right. People that have been there. Right are actually coming out and saying, you know, you might want to back off a little bit. You, you, you might want to be careful, especially election time, to not heap too much on here because people are seeing that there's a different tone that's being struck and that there are people that are out there that he's listening to that are giving solid information that are leading this. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Mike from Kennewick. What's up, Mike? Well, I just wanted to say, you know, instead of, uh, everybody, you know, switching channels and turning stuff off. I'll just listen to KLNA and get the news right. You know, that's all I wanted to say. Appreciate that, Mike. And here's the thing. And we and we actually had somebody he just, send us. He just wants us to turn that into a promo for the station, well, I understand. And we had somebody send us an email a little bit earlier wondering why we didn't air the questions with the president's press conference yes. today. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. And sometimes we don't. And some of the things that we have found with the press conferences, particularly 
is that a lot of the questions aren't adding any information or they're or they're not they're they're not on topic or they'll they'll stray down some path that is not helpful at all to disseminating information and but yeah sometimes we do that and uh, you know same with the governor um, you know, we might take a few questions from the governor and those those news conferences or even earlier today when we when we ha- had the uh, Benton Franklin Health District, those reporters covering that are 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 less agenda driven than the national ones. So that's that's why there is a difference. We you know, we try to we, we try to discern the different things. But but I, I, I want to get to this um, because this by far is my favorite part of this whole scenario about wanting to shut down the president's news conferences on the coronavirus because orange man bad. And you and I were talking about this earlier in the day. My favorite part of this whole thing is, and I don't know if anybody else knew this, but I I was aware of it. Several, well, quite a few months ago, maybe even a year ago or so, uh, many of the network news outlets, the national ones, were very interested in the fact that the White House had not held a news conference for X amount of days, X amount of months, and it reached into the hundreds of days. I think they went over a year without a, you know, this is when uh, Sarah Sanders was the White House spokesperson, and uh you know, we, we know how famously she got along with the press and they finally just said, well, fine, if you if you guys are going to act like this, we're just not going to do it. And the the mainstream media had a major problem with it and they were making fun of the White House by saying, well, you haven't held a news conference. You haven't done things the way they're always meant to be done in quite some time. You're not playing by our rules. So we're going to mock you by keeping this uh, ticker of how many days you haven't held a standard news conference. Instead, we had the president tweeting, which we know he loves to do, and certain agencies would hold news conferences or or whatever. The information was still getting out there, just it wasn't in the standard form that the national media wants. Now they can't get rid of him. (laughs) All All I could think of was... Careful what you wish for. You want you want daily you want daily news conferences from the White House. Boom, here he is daily in your face. Yeah, and, and now they want to shut him up well, or, and, or not air them all together. It's careful what you wish for, people. You know, and here's the other thing. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have pointed the finger at the president regarding the response, mm-hmm. but all these people forget the president can do certain things. The one thing he cannot do is allocate money. That's the job of Congress. That's correct. Mitch McConnell today said basically Congress acted slowly on this because, well, we were tied up with an impeachment trial. Oh, that. Yeah, that thing. That thing that prevented that, us that from being so able many to. people were clamoring for. Yeah, absolutely. McConnell turned around and said point blank. That's what did it. And he turned around and he said, we had some people that were pointing fingers to this and saying that we got to get on top of this. But, you know, there was this impeachment trial. So don't point the fingers at the president. Point the fingers at Congress. 
547-1610 is the number. Going to take a time out as the music is indicating. Back with more of The Bottom Line after this. The Bottom Line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, is Radio 610-KONA-547-1610 is the number to get involved. Going to the phones. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jim from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Jim? Uh, I'm, I'm about 80 years old, and I've watched all these wars go by and all that stuff. I'm just wondering if this ain't World War Three, Because Nikita Khrushchev said, we will bury you and we'll never fire a shot. How many people have we buried with no shots? Well, and- I, you know... I don't know. I don't know if if it's World War Three, Jim. I mean, in order for it to be that, we we'd have to. I mean, we we'd have to put it into a into a warfare scenario, and it, and I don't know that this is necessarily. There, there was slow actions, but I don't know if this is something that was intentionally created and intentionally released because the people that point to the country that would have been responsible have seen more of its own people die as a result than anywhere else and don't believe the numbers out of china whatever you do you know there are reports that are coming out of china that they are burning 500 bodies a day let's go back to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from hi this is james hi james what's up i'm calling from richland uh i don't know if this has been mentioned but uh every fcc licensed station is required to be wired into the emergency broadcast system, and the President of the United States has access to this. So if the news media wants to shut him down, he can just set up in his office and just broadcast right from his office what he wants to say. And it will cut all the stations off, and he goes on the air. Interesting point. Yeah. Interesting point. He, we, he could do that. We yeah. had one of those earlier today, in fact. <laughs> well, a, a test. He, <laughs> yes, a Trump test. wasn't sending us signals uh, you know, through it. But, yeah, I mean, he's correct. We appreciate the call. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Spence. What's Blue up, Foster. Spence? What's on your hey, mind? And this China thing, just remember the China's culture revolution. They butchered their own people. Remember uh, Stalin's... Uh, Purge in 1936. How many millions did he kill? Yeah, they don't mind butchering their own people. You know, and, and yes, That's true. You know, yes. I mean, we've had a number of situations in world history where where rulers have sacrificed their own uh, for their own purposes and their own intentions to get what they want. I, I just don't know that I can completely buy into the this was created and released intentionally by China. I think. I, I'm more inclined to believe some of the other things that have come out that they silenced scientists and they silenced researchers and they had them destroy evidence about the seriousness of this. And you could argue that might be similar in nature. But but China is so concerned about its reputation that, yes, in that regard, they would sacrifice some people to make sure that their impression or their reputation or their their um, stature in the world is not compromised by a virus that they didn't pinpoint and that they didn't want anybody to know how serious it was. Um, that I can believe a little bit more than lab created and, and you know, let out into the wind like a pigeon. Um, but 
you know, China has a lot of culpability in this, and I think anybody that digs in even below one or two surfaces will see how China poorly handled this and how it was unleashed on the rest of the world because China did everything they could to cover it up, and now everybody else is paying the price for it, especially Italy, which has mm-hmm. – I mean, if you if you read the story of how coronavirus spread in Italy, you'll see how much of Italy is actually – Inhabited by people from China. Well, we, we how many ta- businesses mm-hmm. are are run and owned? We we talked about it on this program not that long ago, and and just the the Cliff Notes version. Don't want to retell the whole story, but um, Northern Italy has a very large uh, Chinese migrant population, and it has to do with the textile industry, the fabrics. Um, you know, think about all the clothes that are made in Italy. And the textiles. Well, China was looking for a dance partner in the EU where they could funnel their people and everything else into. And they found a dance partner in Italy. You know, China is good at manufacturing. They've got the workforce for manufacturing. And Italy was looking for cheaper labor for their... um, you know, fashion or, or, you know, any of that stuff that has to do with textiles uh, that are huge in Italy. So uh, those two countries have been partnered up for a little while now. And so that's the answer to the question why Italy, at least northern Italy, is because it was undoubtedly transferred through that pipeline Mm -hmm. in northern Italy. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Yes, this is Carlos Morgan. Hi, Carlos. Yeah, how you guys doing? Um, I guess, do you guys remember a few months ago when I think the president even called it fake news, a hoax? He did not call, uh, he never called the coronavirus a hoax. Okay, the, the media called it a hoax, I guess. It was, okay, go ahead, he finish your point, totally, Carlos. He had, he had it, he had it to, totally under control, he said it. People were clapping in Iowa for him. You know, and, and you're right, um, people can turn on, they can change the channel, they can turn off the TV. But I don't think we should be getting information that he was saying that we had it under control and that everything was going to be fine because it's not. And I think we're seeing it. He said in two weeks, a week ago, that Easter, that we'd be back to normal. We're not. It's not going to happen. And I'm glad he changed his tune. He's listening to some very smart people. That's what I got. Thanks for the Appreciate call, it. Carlos. Appreciate it. It's a, it's a great point, Carlos. I I, I get it. Um one thing, hindsight is twenty twenty, and two, I, I don't disagree with what Carlos is saying, but what I disagree with is what people are taking the next step to, and that's to completely shut off that communication channel with the with the president. If you don't want to, if you think that he is lying to the country, don't listen to him. Then you won't get agitated. Listen to the people who you want to listen to that either you think are good sources of information or simply people who you want that that affirm your beliefs. I mean, that's that's where we've come to in this country. You know, that's that and that's and I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm knocking the response. There was a time in this country where we took the time to listen to a few different sources, okay? 
where people fact checked, where um, we didn't take one source as gospel. You know, we didn't, you know, we would, we would take in a lot of different things and make up our own mind. We've gotten too lazy in this country. We're not making up our own mind. We're having it being made up for us. And that, I think, is the biggest problem. Whether you are a Trump supporter or a Trump hater, you need to have your own mind back. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, Rock? So... This coronavirus could be part of the Agenda 21. It's taking out the old people. And John Hopkins, John Hopkins University just released um, a study that says it's messing with the uh, sperm count of young men and also sterilizing some of them. Hmm. Well, that's I, interesting. I have not heard. Uh, I have not. I have heard of the Agenda 21. I have not heard uh, any anything about the sterilization. We got a couple of emails we want to touch on real quick. Chris okay. from Pasco said, what did you find out about DOC transferring inmates all over the state still? Uh, they are. Um, yes. From what we have been able to find out, they are uh, being screened in Shelton, which is the intake facility. Uh, they're being screened when they get on the bus. They're being screened when they get off the bus. Uh, but you can't keep everybody at Shelton because Shelton isn't a facility meant for long term. It is, a, it is a processing facility more than anything else. There are some people that stay in Shelton, but it's the intake point for, for, most, for the most part for the state. So they have people go in, they get screened, they get on the bus, they get screened, they get to wherever prison they're going to, they get screened. Um, but, yes, they are still transferring inmates because they have to. Um, now, a lot of the amenities have been put on hold, like there's no contact during visitations, everything is through glass. Um, a lot of the other things have been have been restricted to try and prevent um, the spread of the disease. But, yes, they are still moving inmates, and there is no plan to stop that as of this point in time. Also, James and Kennewick wrote, a few years back, we had a government shutdown, and the media and politicians cried the end was near. But when the private sector, for the most part, shuts down, it's okay. We need some idea at what point things can go back to normal. Levels of infection dropping, more people recovering, something. We need something to look forward to. Have a good one. Thanks, James. Well, a couple of the things regarding some of the stuff that the, the, the president said. When he referred to the hoax part, it was in regards to the criticism he was getting from the other side, at which point in time they were involved in an impeachment hearing. They weren't focusing on it in Congress. The other thing was regarding the April 12th of the Easter comment it was a hope it was an asper it was a it was a it was a it was a goal it was a goal it was never a concrete plan it was a hope that associating the Easter holiday with what it means to Christians and that is the resurrection that the country might be able to start coming out of this yeah by Easter a but it was yes, the country exactly right? it was never a concrete date it would have been nice for the president it would have been a nice little story nice little narrative but it's not going to work out that way but but here's the other part of this at the beginning yeah he was pretty light on it yeah he was looking at and going okay it's here it's here it's here it's not here but it's just the flu and blah 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 right so was washington state so was new york Mm -hmm. so were all so was new jersey so was Connecticut. I hate to say this, but California was actually ahead. California was ahead in of the hindsight. Curve. Yes, 
And, and what are we seeing? To, uh, talk about flattening the curve. California's flattening more than they, any other state. That's right. You because know? they took they took aggressive action first. And yes, they they were high, heavily criticized uh, when that happened because, well, they're jumping to conclusions and, oh, they're turning it into a police state over a couple of flu cases and all this stuff. Well, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. There's a reason why that phrase is what it is. And, and here's the thing: a lot others, that don't, a lot that others don't want to acknowledge. The first major step that was taken was not taken by any state government; it was taken by the federal government, and that was cutting off flights from China. There were airports that still weren't quarantining at that point in time. SeaTac was one of them. In fact, SeaTac was the last airport to quarantine from those flights coming in from China. Okay, New York wasn't quarantining. They were still, until the federal government put travel restrictions in, which, by the way, when, when the travel restrictions came in, what do, you, what do you remember hearing, Ed? It was racist. Yeah, when we cut off the flights to China, that was racist, and, and uh, you, you can't do that. And, well, this is, you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get that. And, but own it, you know. Not one person... Who, who criticized California, not one person who criticized the president for shutting off flights to China, not one, and I, this will be the one and only time I defend the state of California, but in this case, they deserve an apology because they apparently did things close to the correct way, and they are not be think about, they, they are the, the, um, their second most populous state, correct, behind New York. Um, and they have nowhere near the cases. That, they, have, they have more population statewide than New York, but New York City is I'm larger sorry, than Los Angeles. Correct. Okay. So, but but what are we seeing? What are we seeing in the in the in the states with positive cases? You see, New York, New Jersey, both were late to the party. Connecticut, Connecticut, late to the party. And you're starting, you know, Washington had the first case, but we know we kind of poo-pooed around for a little bit. But then we started to get our act together, and even though it's not enough for Governor Inslee, but what's happening? We are starting to see the curve flattening in Washington. We were the number one uh, state as far as positive uh, cases go not that long ago. Cases, deaths, everything. All that. You know what? We're like seventh or eighth now. Yeah. Okay. Seventh yep. or eighth. Things things have definitely flattened a little bit in some areas, but it wasn't until the travel restrictions started going into place that things we started to see people taking this more seriously. And at the time when the travel restrictions went in, well, you're a racist, you're a xenophobe, you can't do it. Bernie Sanders himself was saying, "I would not be restricting travel." Well, that's why you're not leading the country, Bernie. Got to take a time out. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Few more minutes left uh, before the top of the hour. Plenty of time for you to get on board with us and give us your thoughts. This is the bottom line. News Radio six ten K O N A. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. 
Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, going right to the phones. You're on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Tom from Kennewitz. What's up, Tom? Hey, uh, <clears throat> when they when they stop the direct right flights from China, it's kind of a farce in a way because I had a, a, a customer of mine that was in China, and I said, hey, how'd you get back so fast? And he says, well, we, I had the choice to fly to Toronto or fly to Mexico City and then fly back to the United States. So it really, all they did is flipped it on us. It, it never really shut flights down. It, it just flipped it. When they did, what one of the things that they did when they put the bands in place is they did, they, they made, I'm trying to think of the right word. I don't want to sit, well, yeah, I guess it would be. They made exceptions for any Americans that were abroad at the time to come back to the United States. So by allowing those flights in, and they were encouraging Americans to come back in. They did get rerouted to Toronto. They did get rerouted to Mexico City. But they were encouraging Americans to come back, but they weren't taking any tourism flights coming in from China. So, in other words, if it was just a random commercial, normal route from Beijing to Seattle, it wasn't coming. But if there was there were Americans in China, they were doing what they could to facilitate to get them back. I mean, I knew people that were over in the EU over the last couple of weeks when the restrictions on the EU were put in place. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to get home. The government's saying, look, if you're an American, we're going to try and do what we can to facilitate getting you back home. But you're not going to be on a plane and you're the only two Americans and everybody else is from the EU. That's not how it's going to work. So they they did what they could i mean when you first announce announce an order obviously there are certain steps that you got to go through to be able to try and get people back home and then you're able to go into a full lockdown by not allowing any of those flights to come in at all and if you miss the deadline you ain't coming back a couple other emails we want to share with you at least not for right now uh rick sent us an email two sides to every story many people today fail to hear both sides thus what you have or thus you have what you see today Thanks, guys. And Kara sent us an email listening in Prosser. Said, didn't the president say he would like things to be back to normal by Easter? I don't think he said things would be back to normal. He was just hoping they would be, as we all were. But don't jump all over him. And you're right. That is yeah. what he said. And that's that's what we mentioned that he said. Just sometimes, you know, people hear certain things and they hear certain things. But we're going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow since we're running out of time. But the legislation that we referred to earlier regarding pharmaceutical production in America mm-hmm. was introduced in the Senate by Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, along with Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. It's called Securing America's Medicine Cabinet Act of 2020. We'll give you the details of it tomorrow, but it's a, it's an interesting take on solving the problem and reducing the dependency on how they want to put forward Bringing production back to the United States. It is definitely an interesting plan. And we will talk about that tomorrow on the show. As well as um, we'll have a few other things to share. I know that you've got a conversation with uh, somebody tomorrow as well. And maybe we'll be able to share on the program. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. Got to tease a little bit. Just a little bit. But a high-ranking state official. Yeah. We'll be talking to hope tomorrow. That's the hope. So we'll cross our fingers, hope it comes down. Be safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And please, whatever you do, do not resist all the temptation. Resist all the temptation. Do not go 
to narcoonyourneighbor.wa.gov.